0: Chris Ballard knows how to keep a job at a really high level. He's really good at it. There's no way, if he wasn't, that he would still have his job. He's really good. This year, he needed to do something different, fundamentally different. So he drafted Anthony Richardson with the fourth overall pick. It's kind of the Hail Mary. It's the hope that he could hit in the draft on a quarterback who would somehow rank among the top five in the AFC. And that's not easy. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the Indiana Pacers. Pacers, you know what? They got to get some work done, and they're going to get work done. Kevin Pritchard is going to be busy, busy, busy over the next 72 hours. They are going to, the Pacers are going to make deals. Not one, multiple deals. And we'll see just exactly what they are. We'll talk about that, too. And we'll talk about David Fries. We have never talked about David Freeze on Inside Indiana Sports now because David Freeze is a St. Louis native, and he won the 2011 World Series for the St. Louis Cardinals in maybe the best baseball game ever played. Cardinals down to their last two strike or last strike multiple times. Freezer comes up with the triple in the bottom of the ninth. Comes up with the solo dinger to lead off the bottom of the eleventh. Boom. Fireworks, there's a game seven. It's always game six that's memorable, right? David Freeze elected to the St. Louis Baseball Hall of Fame, Cardinals Hall of Fame. He's going to get his red blazer. He says, No, I don't want the red blazer. I'm going to tell you why. And, And it's so sad to me and it's unnecessary. But this is inside Indiana Sports now and a little bit inside St. Louis Sports now for Monday. June 19th, 2023. It's Juneteenth, yo. Uh, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson in the house today did some work for us. For goodness sake, you got to call him. You want plumbing done right? You give him a call, 765-610-8809. That's the number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. See the bell icon? You hit that. That little button. You get an alert every time we go live or post a video. Lots of videos coming up this week. Every day we're posting another video. Fantastic. We do it because we love. That's just the way it works. And if you want to make a super thanks, you make a super thanks. No big whoop. You super thanks, we super welcome. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about Anthony Richardson and what he represents as this franchise moves forward into 2023. Chris Ballard has been really good at kind of kicking the can down the street and and making it seem like there are reasons for hope. Really good at that. Now it's kind of nut-cutting time. In a CBS ranking of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, eight of them are in the top 10, and uh, eight of them actually are... Seven are in the top eight, is what I'm trying to say. Actually, seven of the top ten. You've got three from the NFC, but seven of the top eight are from the AFC, and they are in order. They are Patrick Mahomes at number one, Joe Burrow number two, Allen number three, Herbert number five, Rogers number six, Lawrence number seven, Lamar Jackson number eight. So to get where you want to go in the AFC, what you got to do is you got to crash that party. Matt Ryan wasn't gonna do it. Going and getting another reclamation project like Carson Wentz just didn't make sense. Somehow it made sense. You could sell to the fan base that Carson Wentz brought some hope with him because of the way he played when he was mentored by Frank Reich. That did not come to pass. So Wentz had to go. Jim Ursay and Wentz did not get along terribly well. At least Ursay did not like Carson Wentz. If Ursay liked Wentz, Wentz would have been here for a second year. He didn't. So you move on to Matt Ryan. Now, because of what Matt Ryan or what Frank Reich did, right, with Philip Rivers as kind of an old timey guy who hadn't really played too terribly well over the last four years he was with the Chargers, you look at Matt Ryan and you say, okay, he hadn't played really well the last four years, but Frank Reich's got the secret sauce. He's the quarterback whisperer. He can wring the last bit of good football out of Matt Ryan. And of course, that was not true. That just didn't happen. So Frank Reich had to go. Matt Ryan had to go. And all of a sudden, you've got Shane Steichen, who is hired because of his ability to get greatness early in a career out of a quarterback, as he did with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert might have played as good a football as he's ever played. In that first year where Steichen was kind of his mentor, then he goes to the Eagles and does really, really good work with Jalen Hurts. Understands how to use Jalen Hurts to the Eagles' advantage and to the detriment of the opposing defense. Really, really good at that. So he gets hired to tutor who? Anthony Richardson. Because Anthony Richardson, of all the quarterbacks in this draft, including Bryce Young, including C.J. Stroud, and certainly including Will Levis, has the highest ceiling. He's the guy—you're not worried about whether a guy's got a low floor or a middle floor. you like, Stroud's got a middle floor. Who the hell cares? If you're the eighth-best quarterback in the AFC, you may as well be the 16th-best quarterback in the AFC because it doesn't make any difference. You're not going to make the playoffs. You're just not. So you got to crash that top five party to have any chance at a championship. And Anthony Richardson is the guy, was the guy, will be the guy, with a chance to elevate his game to that level. So Chris Ballard went out and got the coach who could get the guy to raise his level to where that ceiling might just be. That's what he did. And here is what Richardson's got to do to succeed at that level. He has got to keep picks under 15. More than 15 picks is is not good. Remember, Peyton Manning had 28 as a rookie. So we're not going to, like, oh, this is a catastrophe. Catastrophe. It's a catastrophe that he's got 22 picks. Led the league in picks as a rookie. We're not going to say that because this guy, I think he has a proclivity to learn. I think he can learn from mistakes. And so you would expect after this first year, he's going to learn and he's going to be better the second year and better the third year. What you'd like to have happen is that platform kind of rise a little bit as a rookie, and then you get the improvement from this instead of improvement from this. Does that make sense? And that's Steichen's job, is to coach him up from here to here as a rookie, and then here to here as a sophomore instead of here to here. Am I making sense? I think I'm making sense. Uh, You have got to average. He needs to average. Here's what Phillip Rivers did. Phillip Rivers averaged 7.7 yards per attempt for the Colts in 2020, and that was really good. That put the Colts into position to win 11 games in the regular season, go to Buffalo and have a real chance at the end of that game, to try to figure out how to tie and or win that game. They didn't get it done, and as a result, Phillip Rivers retired. He got to stay healthy because Gardner Minshew is not the answer. We love Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is cool, right? Northern Florida cool. You know, Southern Georgia cool. He's got kind of that – the way he talks is just kind of lyrical. And and it makes you think of Tom Petty and Leonard Skynyrd. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. I love listening to him talk. I think he's got a great attitude. However, as a starting quarterback, he has lost twice as many games as he's won. That's important. Then you have got to keep rushing attempts under 10 per game. That helps him stay healthy. You keep getting whacked by linebackers, it's going to be tough for him to stay on the field. That's just the way it is. Now, he's a big old guy, 244 pounds. He is large, and he is fast, and he's going to give as good as he gets, right? But you don't want him to get at all. So run, duck, cover, slide, get the hell out of bounds. Don't take hits. We don't want any more than five hits a game, which means 10 rushes or fewer per game. And then uh, he's got to— got to be the reason that the best become the best the best that he's got become the best does that make sense here's what i'm talking about you have got to get the best out of your best michael Pittman, you gotta you he's got to put up numbers that show him to be an actual elite level wide receiver jelani woods you gotta do the same thing he's the guy he's i mean this is preposterous at this point but he's kind of the colts answer to travis kelsey all right that's what you need he's our gronk you've got to have a tight end who does that so you've got to have a quarterback who treats him like that you've got to have jonathan taylor be even though like if you look at marshall falk marshall falk in his last year with the colts in 1998 i got a comment today it said marshall falk was terrible with the colts he led the nfl in yards from scrimmage His last year with the Colts, over 2,200 yards. He caught like 88 balls or some nonsense, and he ran the ball for a bunch of yards. Marshall Falk was really good. If you can get that kind of thing out of Jonathan Taylor, and you have Woods, and you have Pittman, and you have Pierce as kind of a possession-type receiver, this team's got a chance to win games. Then it's on the defense. Defense gonna be any good? We'll find out. If Shaquille Leonard plays, they got a shot. If he doesn't, who's gonna get to the quarterback and who's gonna cover anybody? That's all that stands between the Colts and a great defense. The answer to those two questions, three if you include Leonard's help. All right, Pacers have so many options. I'd go on about that for like an hour. Pacers have so many options; it's hard to keep track of them. They got the seventh overall pick. Are they gonna hold it seven? and take one of these guys at seven? I don't think so. I think that the Pacers are going to deal either up or down. I don't think they stick at seven, or they could take seven and swap it for a veteran wing. They could do almost anything with that seventh overall pick. I think the least likely thing for Kevin Pritchard to do at seven is to use it to select a rookie player. I just don't see it. Unless they've fallen in love with somebody and I don't get the vibe that they've fallen in love with somebody. Uh, they could trade back. They, uh, the practical cap space is between 27 and $30 million. That gives them all kinds of trade flexibility. This is, Kevin Pritchard dreams of a draft night like his coming in 72 hours. This is his dream. He's got almost unlimited cap space. He's got 7, 26, 29, and 32. That it, like, he could use 7. He could trade up from 7, package a player with 7, trade up. Then he could package, let's say, 26 and 32 and move up to 17 and get the Lakers picked there. He could do all kinds of things. He's got so many tools, so much material, he's not sure what kind of house to build. You know what I mean? It's like, I could build any house I want. If I want, like, a 28-room tutor, all right, I could build that. I got everything. If I want to build, like, a hut in the back, I got plenty for that. And I've got the tools. He could do anything that he wants, build any house that he wants with this draft, come out with whatever he likes from this draft. Does he want to win now, or does he want to keep slow playing this rebuild? Maybe put the Pacers in a position to win 45 games next year. Matherin getting better. Halliburton, hopefully healthy completely. Going to be really, really interesting. I am looking forward to seeing what he's going to do. Bradley Beal to the Wizards. Here's Bradley Beal. All right, did just crazy. Bradley Beal, 11 se- seasons. He's nine days from turning 30. He's had four winning seasons of those 11, made the playoffs five times, made the second round three times, made the Eastern Conference Finals donut times. Three times he has been the Wizards' most productive player. Three times he's been an all-star. The last five years, the Wizards have a 161 and 229 record. And he's averaged in his career 22-4-3. and three. You gonna get all worked up about this, Phoenix? Goucher your minds! All right, let's talk about David Freeze for a minute. David Fries, all by not all by himself, but basically all by himself, won the two thousand and eleven World Series because the Cardinals, if David Freeze doesn't do what David Fries did, they don't win Game Six, and so they wouldn't have played a Game Seven. It was at Bush Stadium. He triples two runs in, in the bottom of the ninth, down to his last strike with two outs. Then in the 11th, he leads off, smokes a tater into the seats, rounds the bases, boom, game seven, Cardinals win it, and they win the World Series. I lived across the street from Busch Stadium at the time. I'm watching game six on TV. I hear the fireworks about four seconds before Freeze hits the home run on my TV. I was like, Julie, home run. It was awesome. It was great. A really fun team to watch. They had the rally squirrel. They had all kinds of fun. And David Freeze, really as a result of of his work in that 2011 World Series, was elected into the St. Louis Cardinals Baseball Hall of Fame. And he's saying no. No, thank you. I do not want that honor. And he says that it's because of who he was during his tenure. He had some problems with substance abuse and with, with drinking and whatnot and more than that. And I think that that's what he's talking about. He doesn't, he doesn't want glory associated with a time when he was having some troubles. And, and I, that's such a shame. I think he's got to come to grips with who he is and, and how that works. And um, I feel terrible for him because he is also that guy. Better now, enjoying his life, very happy now, according to people who know him, and good. But you know what? You were that guy, too, who went bombs away on the Rangers in game six. And that's a game that is forever going to be etched in the minds of anybody who was in St. Louis at that time. I feel terrible for David Freeze. He should just say yes. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent. I cannot wait to talk to you. Then are you kidding me? We are going to have such fun. Double blown kisses. Two blown kisses. There you go, Stella.